today our, our last look, for a while at least, in the, uh, into the book of Amos, the words of the, the prophet Amos, who, as we've uh, recounted, um, wasn't really a prophet, he was really a shepherd and a tree farmer, and yet God called him out to speak um, God's word to the people because they had uh, veered off the path rather drastically. And uh, we come to the end, and what we'll see is how uh, God refuses refuses to reject His people, even though they've rejected Him. He refuses. That's why, no matter what we try, if God has chosen us to be His people, we can't make God hate us. To really put it even better... We can't make God love us less than He does. No matter what we do in our failure, in our brokenness, in our disobedience. I was reminded as uh, thinking about that um, of a babysitter for uh, my kids who was particularly strict, which as a parent I appreciated. But my kids didn't. And, and, but he was hard-nosed. I mean, when Matthew said it was time to go to bed, it was time to go to bed. And you knew the time and it was coming and you should have done everything you were supposed to do before bedtime. Yeah, if you need to go to the bathroom, that should have been done before bedtime. And so you come out of the door, out of the room and say, I need to go to the bathroom. No, get back in bed. You're supposed to be in bed. So my kids really didn't like that, and they responded, you know, in kind to him. And, you know, called him names and eventually told him, I don't like you. Matter of fact, I hate you. To which Matthew always responded to them, well, I love you. Which made them all the more angry. But I, just, I thought of hearing that story. And my kids still, when I was just telling one of my kids, I'm telling that story. And uh, that child goes, oh, I can't stand him. <laughs> so even today. But that's what God is saying to Israel at this stage through Amos to say, but I still love you. I have chosen you to be the best you can be. And that's why I've chosen you. To be my people. Even though you might act badly, I've chosen you to be godly. And you can make any choice you want, but I'm not going to choose to abandon you. And I'm not going to choose you for anything else but making you the godly people I've chosen you to be. That's what he tells Israel in... uh, This passage, Amos chapter 9, starting with verse 7. It's found on page 750 in your pew Bible if you uh, want to turn there or you can follow along on the screen. Let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Speak to us in this moment. Help us to hear your word. Help us to experience the reality of your spirit as you speak to us. 
for each of us for what we need to hear from you and for us as a community what we need to hear from you to fulfill your purposes. Open our ears, open our hearts, open our hands. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amos chapter 9 starting with verse 7. Are you not like the Ethiopians to me, O people of Israel, says the Lord? Did I not bring Israel up from the land of Egypt, and the Philistines from Kaphtor, and the Arameans from Kerr? The eyes of the Lord God are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from the face of the earth, except that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, says the Lord. For lo, I will command and and shake the house of Israel among all the nations as one shakes with a sieve, but no pebble shall fall to the ground. All the sinners of my people shall die by the sword who say evil shall not overtake or meet us. On that day I will raise up the booth of David that is fallen and repair its branches and raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old in order that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations who are called by my name, says the Lord who does this. The time is surely coming, says the Lord, when the one who plows shall overtake the one who reaps. And the treader of grapes, the one who sows the seed. The mountains shall drip sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel, and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine, and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant them upon their land, and they shall never again be plucked up out of the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we've been walking through Amos, we've, I mean, a lot is is filled in these opening two passages here, these two verses. Uh, But it, it really captures that sense that God has chosen Israel to be his special people. I mean, God reached down and said, you will be my people. You will be the one that are called for a particular purpose to carry out my kingdom. It will be through you that the salvation of the creation will be accomplished. Israel, though, made a fatal error, a common error that we can make. They thought they were chosen because they were special. But really, they were special because they were chosen. They they thought that they had something unique. uh, Something that that was attributed to, to their good works or their values. Somehow or another, they did something to get God's attention and therefore be chosen by God. But it was totally and purely God's wisdom, God's choice, God's action. Had nothing to do with anything that Israel brought to the table. Had simply to do with God's choosing them. Not their choice of God. 
And what happened, when, when, when we think that God chooses us because of something we bring to the table, just what happened with Israel, then we get too focused upon ourselves. We, we think God chooses us in order to protect us, in order to please us, in order to, to give us what we need and want. And certainly those things happen, but that is not the purpose that God has chosen them, nor you, nor me. He has chosen us to be His people, to live according to a different set of rules, to live as a witness to Him, to live according, as we've been walking through Amos, to live according to God's heart for justice, for righteousness, for truth, for love and kindness and goodness. And Israel had gone far afield from that call. They had taken the choice of God's pleasure upon them for their own benefit and totally forgotten the very purpose that God chose them. I mean, they, as we heard, as we read through Amos, they they neglected the poor. They gave lip service to God. Their, Their religious practices were just a facade for selfish pleasure. Verses 7 and 8, if you you look at those again. Are you not like the Ethiopians to me, O people of Israel, says the Lord? Did I not bring Israel up from the land of Egypt and the Philistines from Kaftor and the Arameans from Kerr? What he's saying is, you know, all of my creation I love. I mean, I, I care for the Ethiopians just like I care for you. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of slavery. Well, I did the same things for the Philistines and I did the same things for the Arameans. So it's not that you're different because of that, but you're different because I've chosen you to be my representatives, to be the people that live according to my ways. And he says, and then verse 9 and 10, gives a vision of a sieve, like a filter, you know, there he says, so now I'm going to filter you. Uh, that's the whole point of what we've been looking through Amos, about why God brings that judgment, that discipline upon them. It's in order to cleanse them, in order to bring them back to him so that they will be fulfilling the very purpose they were called to fulfill by being the recipients of God's choice. So I'm going to shake you. I'm going to shake the house of Israel. But I will hold, you know, it's like a sieve where the, 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 some stuff falls to the ground, but the stuff you're looking for. The pebbles that you're, you're looking for, that's what God says now. We will regroup as a people. I'm not going to reject you. Still committed to you to be the best I've created you to be for my glory and for the salvation of the world. So then in verse 10, he says, So all the sinners of my people shall die by the sword, who say, Evil shall not overtake or meet us. See how they, they've taken God's choosing of them to be just for them. And as we've talked about before, they made it into their own gated community, in a sense. That instead of sending them out into the world to, to be his representatives, they closed the doors and locked the doors to protect themselves from the world which was the very opposite they were chosen to do. And the very opposite we've been chosen to do. For this, this heritage is, is our heritage. 
I mean, we are here because God has revealed Himself to us in some way. You know, we, God has chosen us. And so we, we gather here because of His choice of us. And so we respond to His glorious grace and, and mercy. But He has chosen us not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of the whole world. God is committed then for you and for me to to be the best that we have been created to be for His glory and the salvation of the world. He's committed to Israel in the same way that He's committed to us to make us His people. He's chosen us as a side so that we will live according to His justice, His righteousness, His love, His kindness, His goodness. And he refuses to sit back from that commitment. He refuses to step back from it. He refuses to let go of it. No matter what we've done or haven't done. No matter what ways we have disobeyed him. Friends, that is the the good news of Amos' words. To a people who have gone far afield. God is committed to making us His people. Period. No no matter what ways we may look back and see how we've acted badly, He is committed to making us godly. If there's some of you here and, and you're convinced that because of your activity or inactivity of the past, of the things that you have done or haven't done, that you are in a sense a step below those really chosen by God. You're wrong. The Reality of, your, of God's choice of you is the fact that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. If you're trusting in Jesus Christ as the Savior of your soul, of your very life, the one who cleanses you from sin, then that's a sign. That is the sign that God has chosen you to be His people. And He refuses to let you go. You are called for a purpose. to to be a representative of God in this world. And no matter what you've done, He's at work and will continue to be at work to make you His, to lead you in a way of life that brings Him glory and that is a witness to the world. Now there may also be some here who... It's not like you've uh, really done some terrible act or... But really, you're just coasting. You know, you just sort of got your ticket punched and you've got your protection and you're just happy to live in your own little Christian-gated community. That's not the reason you were called. It's not the reason you were given faith. And, and you, above all, are missing out on the fullness of what God has called you to do. 
the, the fullness of God's call to, to, to make you his man or woman. And if the, the Spirit is, is nudging you, don't, don't let, in, in any of those cases, don't let the, the guilt or, or the shame or, or don't try to figure it out for yourself. You know, don't, don't try to go earn God's favor. You, you can't. You can't make God love you any more, nor can you make God love you any less. His commitment to Israel in the midst of their brokenness is the same as His commitment to you and to me. And today... Let the shame, let the guilt, let the brokenness, let it go. May today be the the day that that God tells you the same thing that He told to Israel. On that day, I will raise up the booth of David that has fallen and repair its breaches and raise up its ruins and rebuild it in the days of old. Let this be the day that you... And the old word, repent. You turn from following your own way, whether it's a way that's a way of field or just a way that's sort of a semi-retired Christian. There's just no such thing. He has called you for a purpose to be His people. He has called us to be His people to, together. And He's asking us to let it, let it go. Let, let our life, that shame, that brokenness, whatever it might be, let it go and let Him rebuild us. Let, let Him bring the fruit that flows from our lives. We're about to have a baptism. And it is a yeah. You can yell it even a little louder. <laughs> and a baptism is a great picture of just how we are clothed in Christ and, and the purpose. As Bobby goes down into the water, it's a sign. It really you know, it looks sort of like a coffin. It's the same place we put a coffin during a funeral. And that's by design. It's by design. Not, not that we're, there's any drowning. But that <laughs> if we are baptized in Christ, we die to self and are raised up to new life in Christ. We, we don't die to things that can harm us. We're not raised up to, to be protected. That, that now we'll be in our own little gated community. That's not... We, we die to self. And we are raised up in the power of Jesus Christ for His purpose. Wherever He will take us. Amen. And wherever He will lead us. That's the purpose that we've been chosen for. Still want to be baptized, Bobby? Yeah. And as we hear the, the story, um, uh, we'll even capture a little more of that in this particular situation for all of us. And today is the, the energy and excitement and emotion of this baptism. May we all, no matter when that baptism was, no matter when... No matter if we remember it or not, may we all get in touch with the emotion and excitement of our own baptism. That this is not about our choice, but God's choice of us. That He has called us. 
he has called us to be his people for his glory and for the salvation of the world.